Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to Respect Our Decision Podcast. This is episode 57. As always, I'm your boy, Hirsch. With me, my two awesome co-hosts, CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, Wes. What's good? Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Not a real big show this week. Um, Obviously, not a great opponent on the schedule for the Gators. We're not going to spend a whole, whole lot of time uh, talking about this game. You know, next week, much bigger week. Tennessee comes to town, got a big recruiting list. So we'll we'll have a big show next week to break all that down. We want to give a big thank you, though, to everyone for making our Raw Reaction episode this weekend that we released our single best, most viewed episode on YouTube ever. Over 5,000 views. Thank you to all of you that watched it and listened to it. Even you rivals out there that that watched it and commented, the Gators suck, y'all y'all blow, blah, blah, blah. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Engagement. Drive it yeah, up, man. We, pre- we appreciate you taking time out of your out of your lives on your weekend to watch a Gator video. Obviously, y'all need the hobbies, so we appreciate it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> guys, as always, though, if, if you're checking us out, make sure you go download it wherever you get your podcast from. And if this is your very first time ever seeing us on the YouTube channel, you like what you hear, you like what you see, do us a favor, show a little class, Hit the subscribe button, man. Drop a like on the video. Leave us a comment down below. Tell us what you think the final score of this weekend's game for Florida will be. Drop it in the comments below. Make your prediction. Be heard. All right, fellas. Like I said, not a whole, whole lot that we're going to talk about this week. I did want to hit on some of our commitments in their in their games this last uh, weekend. Guys, we apologize. I didn't uh, run the um, Friday you know, under the lights thread this weekend. Obviously, with the game being on Thursday, 
night and then us doing our video on Friday. Uh, we were a little burned out <laughs> by Friday night, obviously, with the result of the game. It was, you know, we just wanted to take a little time and sit back and breathe. Glad we did. You know, we watched some some game breakdowns. We'll talk about all that in a minute. Um, but our, we had some commitments, did some really good things this weekend. We just wanted to highlight a couple of them. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, the, the biggest guy out there, uh, our running back, running back one in the class, Kanan Daniels, had an unbelievable game out in Mississippi. 16 carries, 281 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, just another absolute monster game for that young man as he continues just to put up unreal high school numbers. Um, I think Billy and company knocked it out of the park with this young man. I think he, he'll he finish ranked real nicely, probably inside the top 200. I doubt he's going to get enough love to get to be a top 100 prospect. But um, he plays a gimmicky offense. He plays a lot of uh, wildcat for his team. He is his team's single biggest weapon. They use him pretty much every play um, if they can. So he gets a lot of focus there in that offense. <clears throat> Another young man that did – an unbelievable game. Darius Hayes, they call him the hitman. 17 tackles on the night down there, man. Woo. Just playing all over the field. Darius Hayes just putting in all kinds of work. And real quick, before we move on from this, one of our other linebackers, a kid we haven't talked about very much since the day, the night he committed, Aaron Childs, man, seven tackles, two tackles for a loss, one sack. One forced fumble up there. He plays in Maryland. Young man putting on a show. Um, Coach Bateman really showing why he wanted these linebackers in this class, man. They're putting up great games. I haven't really gotten any um, stat lines on Miles Graham yet. Obviously, he transferred down, you know, to get into Gainesville to play football this year from Atlanta. Uh, haven't heard anything on him. DJ had another great week as his team won. Um Broke off a real beautiful 57-yard touchdown run in the game. He did have a couple of interceptions. He was 21-29 on the game. He threw for like 200 yards. Um, team won, but he did throw he did throw a couple of interceptions. And I haven't seen the highlights or, or read analysis on was it his fault, was it receiver's fault, you know, was it a tip ball, this, that, or the other. Just, you know, that's the kind of thing that still comes with DJ as he's, as he's progressing. He's done this. Every year he'll have a game where he throws a couple of picks and he's he's got that I think he's got that Brett Favre mentality where he's like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna gun it in there and my guy needs to make the catch. <laughs> um and while we're talking about DJ, he will be in town this weekend for the game, and he will be in town next week for the game. As of right now, it appears that every one of our commitments will be in town next weekend for the Tennessee game. I'm I'm sure we'll have a cancellation. I'm sure there will probably be more than one. Um, things come up for these young men. It's what it happens. Um, but before we move on, um, CJ, um, anything stand out to you from any of these kids' performances so far, high school-wise? I mean, you know, you, you want to see them do well. I mean, the couple of picks for DJ is just kind of – it's high school ball. You've got a lot of receivers out there. When they don't run the Christmas routes, they don't, you know, everybody's not on that level. Um, you know, things happen. And, and then you have a guy like DJ who wants to throw the ball around a lot. So you end up making a couple of interceptions. But I think you, 
I think especially in modern day age of football, you kind of live and die with it. You just kind of get over it. It's kind of like baseball is now where, you know, strikeouts used to be like a really big deal. And now you got more guys striking out than ever, but you know, they hit more home runs now too. So um, that's kind of just coming with the territory. I'm glad to see Kane and Daniels uh, really being successful. I think a lot of people were worried because he did play a lot of quarterback. If you want to call it that for his team. Um, you know, if they probably they run more of a, like a run base, like almost kind of like the veer or the triple option or, you know, those kind of wishbone where you just kind of have your best athlete play quarterback and man the offense and make plays with his legs. So uh, great week for him. Glad to see him uh, out there doing his thing. And then Aaron Childs, good job by the young man. We don't get a lot of news up there because we're just not in that part of the country. So it's hard for us to to know who to look for to to find this kind of stuff. Um, with reporters up in Maryland, what you're looking for. But to hear him having a great game, showing that the evaluations are paying off with, with all the linebackers. I was going to ask Wes next, next. Wes, are you excited about – I know you're excited about it, but the more you see these stat lines, I know you have to be just ready for these linebackers to get to Gainesville and start being playing in this system. Yeah, man, especially from what we saw from Shamar James, who – uh, was another highly recruited linebacker. And we, we talked about what Bernie and uh, uh, Bernie was able to do last year uh, as far as up here. With Learning Ray. and progressing. Yeah, and, and just being a better total uh, linebacker. And you see Shamar taking that step this year as a true sophomore. Uh, you just can't wait to get that talent into Bateman's uh, room uh, to, to see these guys flourish as well. So uh, I love that. also love that AR was out there last week with uh, with DJ as well. Uh Picking up, uh, you know, helping recruit the kid in a sense. You know, he's our former quarterback, first round pick. For him being out there in Texas uh, last week on his off week before this week for his game was uh, was a big thing as well for me uh, seeing him out there. I think him and RG3 were out there. Uh, RG3 is from Texas. So, of course, uh, he probably wanted to be out there uh, knowing who DJ is and just to see AR out there. So, a lot of, even though we had a rough week last week, so a lot of good things with our recruits in this incoming class. So, we keep hopping on uh, these young freshmen and, and these soon to be freshmen next year. So, you'd love to see it. Yeah, man. Um, just really good numbers. That that make and we go back to DJ for real sec, real quick. That makes him 50 of 62 so far passing on the year, um, you know, with a, a little under like 700 yards passing and nine touchdowns. So, I'm not too worried about him throwing two picks in a game. Uh, like I said, the team won. They won pretty handedly at the end of the day. So, you know, obviously, you know, as a, as a kid coming up in that system and, and learning like he's doing, you know, I know the coach will be like, hey, let's clean that up. I'm sure Billy and Sean, you know, and Coach O'Hara on the phone with him being like, hey, man, you know, just play in your play in your – in your zone, man, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And DJ's the kind of kid that's just going to shrug that off and probably put up another 400 yards next week. So, like I said, guys, we have a huge visitor list next week. These names are still rolling in. Uh, five, a five star for the 2025 class, Armando Blunt. Yep. He just announced, uh, it was just came out like earlier today that he'll be in town next weekend out of Miami. So, we're just going to be a lot of names we'll cover next week as we get ready for Tennessee week. Obviously, a huge deal. We had already told y'all that that's kind of going to be what LSU was last year as far as the big recruitment weekend. It's going to be the Tennessee week. So I'm sure Billy and company will have a lot of things planned out for these kids as they come into town. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. So 
we will we will jump into all of that next week and talk about any other potential kids that that might help round out this class that might be visitors as well. I know Jamar Grimsley is not going to be in town. He's going to be at the Alabama game, which is in Orlando. Um, obviously, you don't want to hear that, but I'm going to go ahead and throw that little nugget out there now, and and we'll see what happens. All right, guys, let's let's talk about Florida football a little bit more, man. Um, we've had we've had some days to digest things. Kind of, we've you know, there's lots of game breakdown out there now. I, I can't even remember all the people that do it. Y'all can add to me if I if I'm missing the names here. But um, as you've gotten to watch, and I'll start with you, Wes. If if you've watched some more of these breakdowns, do you feel any worse or better about the loss this week? I still don't feel better about the laws. I don't think. <laughs> I don't mean. I don't mean better as you, to the facts of. Oh man, I, you know yeah, I can I deal know, with it. No, you know. Do you feel better with what you saw on the field after some of these breakdowns have come out? Yeah, I, I saw some of the breakdowns, but I, you know, I rewatched it from my own eyes because I feel like I'm a, a pretty good uh, guy as far as football knowledge. Uh, so I saw some of the breakdowns, looking at some stuff that you know maybe I didn't see. That they saw and, and just me watching, watching the whole, it, it's still, it, it's still fush. It makes me even more frustrated. Um, and, and, I, and I told you guys last week, I don't think I don't like to use that term. Um, not ready to play. It's, it was week one. They were ready to play. They just made they were undisciplined and made errors. Um, it's why I'm a proponent. And I saw somebody in the comments say this on, the, on our thing last week. I, it, I it's not that I don't mind the home in a way. Uh, games from non-conference, I, pres- I I would prefer to have that week two because, like, the NFL has preseason. These guys, you can practice all day. We we, we, we all play sports. There's a difference it, when you when we say uh, basketball shape or football shape or baseball. You can practice all day, but till you go four quarters, it's the same thing with, with taking practice into the game environment, especially when you're playing on the road and you haven't had a real game before that. We can do Florida had a bunch of scrimmages. People were even complaining we had too many scrimmages because of injuries. But you can try to to, to get that game-like type environment, but until you go on the road and, and, and play in the hostile environment and you haven't had any preseason uh, with fans and live and whistles, real officials, you, you're going to have errors. And, and I, th- I still think we cost ourselves winning this game, not to take anything from Utah. Utah is a, uh, is a machine in itself. It's not saying it's like Alabama machine, but it's a machine that – they have a system on the way they're about. They go through things, even without, even with their backup quarterback in. So, uh, if you make those mistakes against a decent team like Utah, you're going to lose. And we saw that from a lot of teams. We saw Clemson struggle the other night uh, with errors down in the red zone, and they are supposedly machine. But on the road, week one, are you playing against a live opponent, not a McNeese State that we have this week, or a Florida A uh, and M or whoever? Uh, you're going to have these type of games. So. Um, but it, to me, it's still a lot of things that we can clean up and I expect us to improve. Uh, y'all know I'm the optimist on here. So, uh, I'm being optimistic and say, uh, it's a lot of things that I can saw, I saw that can be improved. I know I talked about Billy and, uh, I still want to give him the whole season to see about the, the OC thing. I think it's some things we got away. It was week one for him as well. Um, but, uh, I wasn't displeased with and I talked about this on the raw reaction with our receivers uh some things you guys pointed to me about the old line and I'll leave that to you guys to talk about that you guys saw um but overall I think these are some correctable things it was to me a lot of mental errors that really cost us this game 
I agree a hundred percent on that. And I'll, and I'll kind of allude to some other things, but I want to let CJ kind of give his take on as well on the same question. Um, CJ, after you've watched some breakdowns and I know you've watched quite a few, what are some takeaways that you have good and bad after watching? I'll start with the good, the defense, uh, you know, there were, there were mistakes that people made, but like, as far as being in the right places and doing the right things and not breaking down to, you know, old bad habits, the defense did a very good job of sticking to assignments. Um, just the, the stuff that we, you know, complained about so much, um, you know, for the last four or five years of just, this is just being out of position. Well, there wasn't a lot of guys that were just out of position on defense. You have the big play over the top to start the game, to catch it. You know, you, you mess up, you know, looking for the crossing route with the safety, he gets beat deep over the top. And we all um, blamed, and we all blamed Molten on that initially. I, that was mm-hmm. a key point I had to make as well. You know, we initially knee jerk reaction was RJ Molten bit on a route, but that mm-hmm. wasn't actually, he did, but it was, there was a reason. And it wasn't right. his fault. <laughs> yeah, and, and two, there was just uh, that play. I mean, in, in watching the film, it really – the ball should have been intercepted. I mean, the thing hung up there forever. You've got to be able to get, get back there to it to make a play on it. Um, and I think it's just – if that happens third play of the game, then I think you, you make a play on the ball. But it was the first play of the game. You get beat. You don't expect Utah to go over the top to start the game. It's a great play call. Um and it's just one of those things where you make a stupid mistake. Uh, but as far as like the rest of the defense goes, there's a couple of long shots that just Utah meet, missed. And, and and the thing with it is, is you just want to minimize those as much as you can. You're going to get beat. You know, we're, a wide receiver is going to beat a DB at least a handful of times in a game. You know, it's just going to happen unless you've got Deion Sanders over there. It's just it's what what you're working with. That's just and especially in college football. Um, so that's just going to happen, but like the other stuff, whereas, you know, just being there, being able to stuff the run, making the assignment to get through the gap. We saw TJ Searcy, we saw Kelby Collins, those guys really step up in that, that game of just being there to stop the run. Um, you know, I would like to see them get more pressure to get, get the quarterback, get the sack. Uh, you know, that's the one, you know, bugaboo that these guys have to get over the hump. You've got to be able to get there and get that quarterback. There were many times where it looked like we were almost there, but, you know, almost is only good in horseshoes and hand grenades and we're playing football. So they got to they got to get to the quarterback. You've got to make the play. You've got to get the sack because those are game-changing. You've got to be able to pick up, recover the fumble, be aware the ball's on the ground. I don't know if it's better, you know, calling it out or, or what exactly you have to do, but there's a couple of easy plays there that you just got to make. Uh, you know, Devin Moore had a great pass breakup that could have been an interception. You've got to clean that stuff up when they give you chances like that. You've got to take them. And I think that that's one thing we can look forward to is they're they're very young. Um, and, and I'll and I'll, that'll you know segue into my next point. You know, when you only return five starters on both sides of the ball, this is kind of what you <laughs> expect. Um, you know, we we really have some really talented freshmen, and we saw that, but they're still freshmen. They're still going to make freshman mistakes. You got guys that we had an offensive line that played a combined fourteen snaps uh, without Kingsley, so or fourteen games without Kingsley. So that's not that's not you know indicative of the success, especially when Kingsley is responsible as the center for a lot of the slide protection and stuff in the gap, and then we were getting killed in the gap all night. 
Damian George is an entirely different situation. I don't know what you do with that. I'm disappointed in his play. I mean, the only thing you, you could say looking at that is you've just got to play better. And that's easier said than done. I think um, that young man, and I don't mean to cut you off, I think that young man is tremendously out of position. I, I think I think you're right. I think that he really probably shouldn't be playing tackle. And I know we, because of, the, because of that one play that sticks out in our mind, uh, on that sack, and it was just the penalties. I don't know how bad he. Really uh, he got was. beat. He got pressured a lot of a few other times too, where he lost his edge, or maybe he didn't shuffle his guy out far enough. And it goes back to, and this is why I say I think he's more of a guard. I don't think he has the feet yeah. of a tackle. He just yeah, doesn't have that quick foot. You know that you see in Austin Barber. You see him on several plays shuffle his man out of the play where the quarterback can step up and more athletic. Yeah. He's like you said, you're missing the slide protection guy in the center because you've got slaughter and that's not good. So the main positions you saw get beat were the center and the tackle, Mr. George with if the rest of the offensive line, especially Richie Leonard, Richie Leonard was one of our highest graded players on offense. Uh, Michael Mazuka played well. Barber played well. So you look at those guys, it's just like, wow, you know, if we can get Kingsley back healthy, which I don't know if he's going to be back this week or not. No, Billy Napier kind of didn't didn't yeah. sound like he was, you know, you want him for Tennessee. You want him for Tennessee. And, and, that and makes for those sense. that don't know, and for those that don't know, he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. Right. And those are those take forever to recover from. They're not like serious, but it just it's everybody's got a different timeline. You're going to be dealing with it for a while. Um, I understand the idea of, you know, everybody wants to run the ball more, but the way Utah was stacking the box, you had eight. It's hard to run against that. You're going to have to get those guys outside. You're going to have to use the short passing game to kind of spread them out. And every time we would get to the point where we were kind of doing that, you'd have something to set you back where you go into like third and 11. Well, now you're forced to drop back and try to make something happen. And, and you you really shot yourself in the foot. So it's like it was always just you take two steps forward and you take three back. So you could never get to where you wanted to go with your play calling. But there were different things that you look at where there were missed assignments by Slaughter. Uh, there was one particular with a pop pass that where if he gotten his block that he was supposed to have, the pop pass goes for a, a, you know a ton of yards. It was not a bad play call. It just didn't work out. So there's a lot. Out of that this year, this 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 past game, if you look at, it's like wow, you know, it's just it's just missing assignments. And in the in the moment, you just think, oh, these are dumb play calls because you see a guy get tackled for a loss of two yards. Oh, what are you doing? But if you, if you understand that this is the way it was supposed to be run, then it wouldn't it wouldn't appear that way. And you know, and we could talk about Billy with the offensive coordinator another time. But I mean, the guy is averaging aside from the Oregon state game last year was averaging 31.7 yard, excuse me, 31.7 points a game. It's not like we haven't been able to score and haven't been able to move. We got plenty of yards. You know, we, we moved the ball way better. It's not um, red zone issues. Same you, you've got, and that's where it comes down to execution. You get in the red zone. It is the most critical point on the field. You're the closest you've been to the fans all night. You've got to get stuff done in the red zone. You've got to score in the red zone. And, I, and, you know, field goals are okay, but you really need to score touchdowns when you're down there and make the most of it because a team I like don't Utah, another field goal. Utah isn't going to give you <laughs> Utah isn't going to give you those opportunities a ton. Now, especially when you start playing really good opponents. You know, if you play some, you know, like a team like McNeese, if you miss a red zone, whatever, you'll get another one. 
But when you come down to teams like Utah, you have to make the most out of what you're doing in the red zone. And I'm sure that that's been beat into their heads this week. It's like, we've got to execute. We've got to score. So we're going to take McNeese. You know, it's like a game like McNeese. I wish we had them week one, you know, because I wanted, I wish we could have had a team like them week one. But, you know, you go on the road to Utah and it's just not a great place to want to work out your Kings week one. But, uh, you know, this week is going to be the point where you're going to have to tune up because you're going to get ready for SEC play the next week. Yeah, uh, something I noticed from watching the breakdown, you know, if you watched our reaction video, the first thing I did is I said I was very pleased with the game Graham Mertz played. And as a whole, I really still am. But I can guarantee you this week film study was very interesting because Graham missed quite a few reads. And I saw a lot of people saying that's because he stares down his first receiver. In a lot of cases, that was accurate. And I think that's just him having that comfort with Ricky A., and, and, you know, maybe that's something that needs to just be worked through. But, you know, you were missing an Andy Gene. Your tight ends, not quite where you want them to be health-wise. I mean, you know, there's some things in there. Um, some of our guys still having trouble getting some separation. So I know that's an issue that I know we've got to get cleaned up um, because we're going to face more elite DBs than, than Utah had to offer because DB was supposed to be one of their weaker positions. But they they played to their credit. They played pretty pretty good defense most of the night. But there were on pretty much every play, there was somebody open. It's just going through your progressions and your checkdowns, and maybe that's him getting having to have some more faith in the offensive line, which I can understand why maybe he's a little shaky. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you know, he's been practicing with these guys, so he knows that maybe Damian George has trouble sealing his, you know, his back, you know, his, his right side. Maybe he knows slaughter gets pushed around in the middle of the field. Uh, these are things that having practice with these guys, you know, I'm sure he's got some happy feet or happy arm with, with playing with some of these guys right now, has he, as the unit gels and gets more faith in other wide receivers other than, than Ricky. Now he made some great throws to some, some guys. I mean, you saw Caleb Douglas obviously snatched the ball out of the air. He made a great back shoulder throw to Marcus Burke. Um, but then in the red zone, you know, we had four go routes and Dante Sanders is wide open and he immediately throws to Ricky when Ricky's covered. So these are things that I'm sure that Billy coach O'Hara and the, in the gang, they will sit down and have already this week looked at the film and said, look, you've got to start, you know, if that guy's covered off the snap, you've got to look away. You've got to, you know, to set your feet and look down, look you know, and go through your progressions. So it'll be very interesting this week. Obviously this is not going to be the test of what did you learn from week one other than, can you play a clean game? That would be the main thing you'd like to see out of this week is obviously no stupid penalties, no stupid special teams mistakes, fielding balls inside the 10, um, you know, obviously jumping off sides, things of that nature. And we like, I'd also like to see us maybe get a little bit more pressure on the quarterback this week, obviously given the opponent that we're playing, that's something we definitely need to see step up. And I'm sure Coach Armstrong is going to scheme for that. So, guys, that being said, pretty easy game this week. We know that. 
Wes, I'm going to start with you. Give me your prediction for this game. Give me your score prediction. 41-7. All right. CJ? Um, 45 10. 45 10. All right. I'm going to go 42-3. I don't think our defense is giving up much of crap this week. Did our defense have any penalties last week? Um, I believe so. I can't I couldn't tell you what they were. They weren't they weren't big penalties. If they did, they weren't, yeah. you know. Um, and hey, I mean, look back, look at FSU versus LSU. FSU in the second half obviously played a great game, but their defense took a lot of stupid penalties in that game that kept LSU's drives alive. So I, I mean I don't. I, I didn't remember any offsides, any passing appearances. I don't. Yeah, remember. they played. They played tremendously well disciplined on defense all the way around. I mean, aside from a, the two numbers on the field given the given the offense new life and a drive extended, an interception inside the red zone, you give up seven points. I mean, the yardage wasn't, and obviously the big play over the top on the very first play of the game. I mean, you, it wasn't like you were giving up chunk yardage plays all over the place. The defense did their thing. They the defense had you in that game to win that game. It's we just need to see the offense start doing, you know, t- taking up their side of the of the slack. So hopefully this week we'll tune up, put up some good things, get some things installed. Uh-oh, we done lost CJ. CJ's out. Hopefully he'll rejoin us um real quickly. So you know, like I said, I really think that these a lot of these things are correctable. We can get them squared away, and and we'll be right back doing what we need to do, um, getting ready for Tennessee, man. And, and Tennessee's a big game right now. All of a sudden, Tennessee is a huge, huge game. I don't think that anybody needs to be told that. <laughs> but I think Billy's going to have a lot of pressure on his shoulders for this game as well. So we'll just have to play it out, man, and see how it goes. Um but right now we're going to jump into our pickums, man. Uh, hopefully CJ can join us back here real quickly. I don't know what happened with him there. Very uncharacteristic for CJ to to drop out on us. Um, last week's results, Wes, man. I hate to tell you, Wes. <laughs> hey, it was week one, man. It was a lot of crazy stuff going I, on. Oh my god. Nebraska had to win, and then they lost that, and it killed me. Oh at the end, man. my goodness, poor West man! Even when he when he when he gets away from what wasn't working, it just comes right back to bite him. West goes five and five on the week. Hirsch and CJ both go six and four. Only one game back. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that was the game that killed me, Nebraska and uh, Minnesota. Hey man, stuff happens, man. You know it it. It's it's rough when 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 I saw that game I was watching I was like man Wes is actually gonna get this one right and then all of a sudden I had that on a small TV while we were playing I had it on a little small TV I man I was like he dragged his foot <laughs> it, it was a hell of a catch I was yeah. like yes sir Minnesota receiver I appreciate you coming through <laughs> for me I needed it um I appreciate uh, Louisville rallying from behind georgia tech was really putting it to him for a while there louisville rallied and gave me a victory of course i cj was the only one on this show that 
had the nerve, I'll say, to pick FSU to win. I, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I blame Brian Kelly and company for not using Harold Perkins more efficiently. I they mean, my man just my, disappeared. They, they're doing them like Dallas was doing Michael Parsons at one point. They said, you know what? Go get the pass. And now Michael Parsons doesn't play linebacker anymore. And that's what <laughs> LSU needs to do. I blame it. Like I said, I blame it on them for not not getting any pressure with Perkins. And then whoever uh, Chestnut is in their secondary, that kid's still getting burned by wide receivers right now. Like He's probably at practice getting burned by somebody wearing a Coleman jersey right now. <laughs> Um. So, all right, Wes. Well, let's let's start. We're gonna go ahead and start talking about these picks, and then we might have to just um, we might have to record CJ's after the fact. But it's hard. He didn't. He might be having a, an issue. So, we're gonna start with game one, man. Notre Dame at NC State. Sam Hartman looked pretty good in his first game at Notre Dame. Who you got, Wes? Yeah, I'm going back with Notre Dame. Uh, and, and, and Josh Freeman and the boys. Yeah, man. I, yeah. yeah, it's Freeman. It's Freeman. I, I'm going to have to go with you on that. I'm going to have to go with the Domers, man. Um, that young man looks like he's going to put up quite a year there. And, and good. I'm, I'm glad. I like Coach Freeman. I hope he has a great year. Um, I just don't want to play him and, him and have to pick against him if they played Florida in any situation in the bowl game or whatever. But it don't look like that's anything to worry about. <laughs> All right. Moving right along, game two, Vandy at Wake Forest. Yeesh. Vandy. I'm going to go with Vandy. You know what? I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. I'm going with <laughs> Vandy myself. Um, I put this one right after the Notre Dame game because obviously Hartman no longer at Wake Forest. Um, yeah, man, I got to go Vandy on this one myself. Vandy put up a lot of points at Hawaii. Now, I know that ain't Wake Forest, but points are points, brother. All right. Here's a tricky one for us. We don't follow these guys. Illinois at Kansas. I'm going to go with Illinois lost a lot off the defense last year. I know because we got a couple of guys uh, uh, off that team in our secondary. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Kansas. All right. Uh, Kansas for West. Sorry CJ, I'll go back to you here. I'll go back on the first two games. Kansas, uh, Illinois at Kansas. Who you got? Um, give me, give me Kansas. Why not? Give me the Jayhawks. I'm gonna go rock chalk Jayhawk myself, man. Um, I, I'm, I was on their bandwagon last year, so I'll, I'll stay on it. All right, I'm gonna go back to you real quick, CJ. We, we, we did Notre Dame at Wake first. Who you got? Notre Dame. Obviously. Notre Dame by a lot. And then, um, obviously, going back to the non-Sam Hartman Bowl, Vanderbilt at Wake Forest. Uh, mm, that's, that's tough. Give me Vandy. I'll we took Vandy. Vandy as well, man. We, give me Vandy. Vandy put up a lot of points. At, I and, can't and, catch them if all of we, we all pick the same. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> that's why you can't fall behind after yeah, we've done. I see that. I see that. Um. All right. All right. Okay. Game four. Purdue at Vitek. CJ, we'll let you start this one. Give me the Boilermakers. Wes. Did Vitek? Did they win last week? Yes, they, they did. did. Did Purdue win last week? 
I don't even know. I can't even tell you. I give assume me, they did. Give me five tick, uh, at home. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm taking Purdue. Um, Vitek didn't exactly look like world beaters against Old Dominion, but then again, Old Dominion always gives them a hard time. So, you know, I mean, hey, we'll 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 stick it there. I'm going to go with Boilermakers. Number five game, Ole Miss at Tulane. Wes, who you got? Now Wes is frozen. Man, I'm telling you now, we're just having communication. <laughs> we're having a rough night, huh? Wes, Wes is puckering up for the camera. Look at him go. My Lord. <laughs> Well, CJ, while Wes is, is frozen in time, who do you got in Ole Miss? Give, give me Tulane. Give me the green wave. Really? Give me Tulane. I'll say they upset them. Oh man, I, I'd like to. I'd love to have the belief, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lane here. Um now I do reserve the right to say that I hope he loses, but <laughs> Wes, you good? You back with us? He was. Oh, he's still stuttering. Stuttering Stanley over there. Wes. Okay, he's blinking. Blink twice if you know your pick, Wes. Wes having some audio issues, it appears. Uh Uh-oh. And he's gone. We'll come (laughs) back to him. It's a wonderful night. Everybody's having a wonderful night of connection issues right here as we do the (laughs) Um, number six, Iowa at Iowa State. Always a barn burner. Here, oh, wait a minute. Wes is coming back in. Let's see if we can get his pick in. Wes, can you hear us now? Yeah. He's coming back. All right, Wes. Ole Miss at Tulane. I'm going to go with Ole Miss, but this is a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky game. Yeah. Um, CJ went all in with the with the green wave. And the quarterback that could have been for the University the of green Florida. Wave. I, can't, I won't talk about that. I won't. I won't put that out there. All right. We were hot on the heels right now. Iowa at Iowa State. CJ, who were you going to get? I'll take uh, Iowa State. Okay. Okay. Matt Campbell. Take Matt Campbell. Come on, Matt Campbell. All right, Wes. Iowa State, they can't beat Iowa State, man. I'm going to go Iowa with the Hawkeyes. I'm with you, man. I'm back on. I'm back on the Hawkeye train down here, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Iowa too. Matt Campbell chokes. He chokes at Iowa, or well, he chokes versus Iowa since it is at Iowa State. All right, back to the SEC: Arizona at Mississippi State. CJ West, this your turn. Oh, Mississippi State. Yeah. SEC. Need a bounce back week for the SEC. CJ. Man, I think Mississippi State found uh, their their secret sauce in Creed Whittemore last week. So, uh, God, uh, I'll take uh, I'll take the Bulldogs, Mississippi State. Yeah, man, um, I'm I'm staying on the Mississippi State train, man. They're winning. They're out there playing for the Pirate, and I'm I'm not picking against them. All right, we're gonna get into some some games now, boys. All right, Coach Prime shocked the college football world last week. This week, Nebraska comes to Boulder. CJ, who you got? I'll take Coach Prime. I'm not going to pick against him this week. Nebraska didn't look West, like they could West, score a lot. You're going to um, you gonna pick Nebraska again? Not after what they did to me last week at the end of their game. <laughs> nah, I'm going with uh, Prime. Man, I'm going to tell you right now. That offense put up some crazy – I didn't think they had a pro- – now, I'm going to tell you now, TCU replaced a lot of people. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to pass judgment, but I also didn't think that Colorado would be this good that quick. So I don't think Nebraska's got enough juice to hang with them. So I'm gonna go all Buffaloes on this one, man. That running back, man. Travis Hunter is an absolute animal. Thank I'm God he didn't go to Florida State. Jesus God. I mean, any young man that can play that many snaps in a football game and just be smiling at the end of it, God bless him. He is Brother's the next Charles Woodson. I he mean, is the next just... Woodson. All right. Texas A&M travels down for a not-so-home game at Miami. CJ, who we picking? <laughs> I picked Florida State last week, and it worked out, so I'll take the Canes this week. My oh, God. Wow. Give me the Canes. Canes upset Jimbo. Oh. All right, Wes. <laughs> if CJ goes 2-0 on this crap, <laughs> my pick last week was to try to jinx Florida State. I was trying to just put myself in a hole. And I hope it worked. I hope it worked. I hate Jimbo. Y'all know I hate Jimbo with a passion. But I'm, 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 I'm the only reason I'm picking him. The same reason I picked LSU last week. No way in the hell I'm picking Miami. Go ahead, uh, Jimbo. Beat him like he used to beat him at Florida State. Yeah, I, look, I saw. <laughs> I didn't see the whole game, but I saw enough of TVD to know uh, I'm taking. Oh yeah. I'm taking A and M in this game until I see something different. Now I also saw Mark Fletcher, and I was a little sick to my stomach. Yeah, so I was upset watching Mark Fletcher. That's a that's a conversation for another day. We're not going to have it right now. All right, last game on the docket: the big one in college football this weekend, Texas at Bama. Wes, you're first. Never. Everybody's betting against Nick Saban, and I won't be the one. He won't be the one. So he's going Alabama. All right, CJ. Man, this is tough. I, I After last year, I don't know. Because last year I thought for sure Alabama was going to steamroll them, and that just didn't happen. Hmm. Hmm. I can't pick against Nick Saban. Not in, not in, not in Tuscaloosa. I'll take, give me the tide. Look, man, I believe Sark going to beat. Saban when he does it, but until that day comes, you ain't seeing me pick on him. I ain't doing it. So you're telling me Texas is not back? Neither the U ain't back, Texas ain't back. I ain't saying FSU is back until they damn well do something more impressive to me than beat a terrorist. There's a Jinkos ain't back, Lugs ain't back. <laughs> 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 ain't, ain't none of it back until I say, you know, yeah, no, I ain't, I ain't believing it. I got to see more than that. All right, fellas. Um, I mean, that's pretty much going to do it. Like I said, Wes, Wes took that week one L, so he's going to try to fight back. You know, he, he picked, picking a little smarter this week. And we'll see how it shakes out. CJ and me tied six and four each with some lucky wins, some lucky, some unlucky losses. But, man, college football is getting better each week, guys. We're, we're one week away from SEC play. We got us in Tennessee next week, Georgia, South Carolina. And after what I saw this weekend, that game might be a little bit harder to pick than I thought it was going to be. Told y'all. I'm going to stick with it, even though they lost last week. I'm Unless South Carolina's offensive line learns how to block real fast. Um, remember, Gator fans, it could always be worse. 
you know, it, there's a lot of things out there that ain't that ain't great. <laughs> yeah. But but as always, guys, we really appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Like I said, this is gonna be a short episode this week. We don't want to we don't want to spend y'all's time talking about McNeese State. We know that Florida should win. Now, if we do our raw reaction on Sunday and this game was tight, it's gonna be a it might be an ugly show. It might we might have some things to really get down about. It's gonna but be real raw. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna somebody gonna be raw. Somebody's it's gonna be Monday gonna, night raw. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> dropping people's elbows on somebody's head. All right, guys. Uh, CJ, what do you got to add, man, before we get out of here? Just make sure you guys are always supporting us as creators. Thank you so much for all the love uh, last week. We're doing gangbusters. Our number doing a great job. You guys are helping us out a ton. Check out our friends on the Mater. Use our link. Buy you some Gator gear. They're coming out with stuff every week. I can't keep up with the stuff. They've got that. still got that Black Pell era logo hat. I've got it over there. Just a really nice hat. I stand by their stuff. Uh, everything that they've given me has been high quality. Um, so definitely check them out. They are our friends. Check out the Facebook group. We've got a lot of interaction going on over there. Check out our Twitter. We try to keep you guys updated through the week, different things, high school recruiting, uh, any kind of news that breaks, you can find it over there. So thank you guys so much uh, again for last week. You did a great job and really uh, involved yourself in, in our channel, and it helps out a ton. Yes, sir, man. We appreciate y'all so much for all that. Wes? Yeah, as always, we love the support, the interaction. So we thank you guys for all of that. Look forward to a not only a win, but a good-looking win where we see the things that we need to work on get improved. Uh, also, I know you guys want to know who the winner is. We're doing that. The drawing will be next week live. Uh, first thing we come on from out of the hat to pick the winner of the uh, – We might uh, actually do it on the raw reaction, to be honest. Okay. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, to you guys who stayed all the way to the end through our pickums, and as always, go Gators! Go Gators! Go Gators, baby! Big win this week. Let's get it. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.